Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, condolences for New Zealand, Remembrance Day, Prince Charles and Camilla's visit to Bahrain, Prince Harry's announcement regarding the Invictus Games in 2018 and Lucy Worsley hosts a new documentary about Henry VIII's Six Wives, so stay tuned. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. The Queen has sent a message of condolences to the Governor-General of New Zealand, Dame Patsy Reddy, after the massive earthquake which occurred on the 16th of November. Prince Charles has also sent a letter saying how deeply he and the Duchess of Cornwall feel for all New Zealanders and their hearts go out to those who tragically lost loved ones and people whose properties had been badly damaged. King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima, who had visited New Zealand last week, have also sent their condolences. World leaders, including Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and the new President-elect of the United States, Donald Trump, have sent their condolences to New Zealand's Prime Minister, John Key. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. The royal family, especially the Queen, Prince Philip, the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew, the Earl and Countess of Wessex and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, attended the Festival of Remembrance at the Albert Hall on Saturday the 12th of November. The female members of the royal family wore black as a solemn mark of respect and the men wore their military medals. Prince Harry was noticeably absent as he had laid a wreath at Twickenham Rugby Stadium earlier that day before watching England beat South Africa 37-21. The following day, the Queen led the British nation in a service honouring the war dead on Remembrance Sunday including a two-minute silence. She was the first to lay a wreath at the memorial for the glorious dead. The Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge and Prince Harry were among senior members of the royal family who laid wreaths, whilst the Duchess of Cornwall, the Duchess of Cambridge and other members of the royal family watched from the balcony of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. More than 750 armed forces personnel were applauded by the crowds who had gathered in the streets near Whitehall. The King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery fired their first World War era guns as Big Ben struck 11am to mark the beginning and the end of reflection in the heart of Whitehall. The last post was then sounded. This year's Remembrance events marked 100 years since the Battle of the Somme and the Battle of Jutland, whilst also marking the 25th anniversary of the Gulf War. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British Royal Family Update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. The Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall finished their tour of the Middle East in Bahrain by laying a wreath to mark Armistice Day and visiting a women's refuge. 
The royal couple visited the old post office museum in Manama, Bahrain's capital city, learning about the country's postal service, seeing selected rare stamps, before unveiling two new stamps to commemorate the bicentenary of the UK-Bahrain relationship. Whilst in Bahrain, Charles and Camilla stopped by a souk to browse through some of the various stalls and to snap up a few items to take home. They later toured the Krishna temple to learn about its history and the history of the Hindu community. The Duchess visited St Christopher's School, where she met schoolchildren and learned about programs in literacy and music. Camilla later visited the Supreme Council of Women with President Princess Sabika bint Ibrahim al-Khalifa, where she met women working in diverse fields such as the judiciary, the media, aviation, engineering, academics and medicine. Prince Charles then attended a private audience with Bahrain's Prime Minister Khalifa bin Salman al-Khalifa on his private island. They completed over 50 engagements whilst in Oman, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. Prince Harry has announced by video that Sydney will be hosting the Invictus Games in 2018. You can see the video on our website at rightroyalroundup.com.au. New South Wales Premier Mike Baird told Channel 9 News that it was a fitting event to have in Sydney to reflect upon the centenary of the Anzacs. The Premier was a special guest at the Sydney event on the 12th of November 2016 when Prince Harry made the announcement. Prince Harry also led the Armistice Day service the day before on the 11th of November at the National Memorial Arboretum in Staffordshire. Representatives from the Army, Navy and the Royal Air Force joined Prince Harry in observing the two-minute silence to commemorate those who had lost their lives in past and more recent conflicts. Prince Harry read Rupert Brooke's poem, The Soldier, which was written at the beginning of World War I, and he laid a wreath. He later took the salute from hundreds of serving personnel and armed forces veterans who took part in the march past after the service. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal History. Great news for Tudor fans. Historian Lucy Worsley will be hosting a new documentary about Henry VIII's Six Wives, which will air on BBC One in the UK. This three-part series combines drama, which is written by Chloe Moss, with Lucy's own contemporary historical comment, which provides a fresh new perspective on such a familiar story. The Tudor court was made up of a small group of powerful families surrounding the king, all vying for influence and power over each other. Lucy uncovers, witnesses and explores the six queens' stories and focus on how each one found her own unique methods of exerting influence at court. She also offers a new perspective on Henry VIII himself. The first part focuses on Catherine of Aragon's emotional and physical struggles to provide the heir Henry desperately needed to continue his own dynasty. After five failed pregnancies, four stillbirths and one infant death, Catherine finally produces a baby who survives. The only problem is that the child is a little girl. Lucy also appears in the documentary a range of silent servants in the background, such as a maid, a midwife and a nursemaid. At this stage, we don't know when it will air in Australia or the United States. (music) 
visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. We've just received news that King Abdullah II and Queen Rania of Jordan are paying a state visit to Australia on Wednesday the 23rd of November and then to New Zealand from Monday the 28th of November. The royal couple received an invitation from the Governor-General Sir Peter Cosgrove. They will be visiting Canberra and Sydney where King Abdullah will hold meetings with the Governor-General, the Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, senior officials and parliamentary leaders. In New Zealand, King Abdullah and Queen Rania will be meeting Governor-General Dame Patsy Reddy, Prime Minister John Key, more officials and parliamentary leaders. We will bring you more details when they become available. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.